Raz, Raz, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. What up, Brumpton? How are you? I mean, hey, Mr. Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. So should we go from the top one more time? What do you reckon? Lovely. Love it. <laughs> Any I'm English ready. accents we can get going, I'm absolutely here for that. Yeah, Cheers, we mate. Bloody, we bloody love your, your accent. Cheers, mate. <laughs> Cheers, mate. This is the next horseman concept. I need a, I need at least a single with just English <laughs> accents and English references. Hey, man, we, we bloody got you. We're going to put it together. E me. We bloody. <laughs> we bloody. Bangers and mash. Bangers and mash. I mean, yeah, they're in the mash. Bangers and mash. <laughs> Yo, 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 welcome to Crate 808. And today we are in the presence of two legends. On the call, we have a man who kicks in the door waving the 4-4 to hit all rappers with the ill metaphors, a Renaissance MC, a spitter who ruins careers in 140 characters like Twitter. And on the other line, we have a guy whose poetry is used like nukes, mustard gas thrown from his throat to the booth, overdosage, his imperial pistols are ferocious. It's unexplanatory how he gets wicked, but it's mandatory that he kicks it we've got members of the horsemen on the line right now razkaz and corrupt how's it going fellas peace i mean we are in the building happy to be a part <laughs> yes, sir. love it so guys i want to go in i want to talk to you but before we do what is the least hip-hop thing you guys have done in the last 24 hours the least hip-hop thing mm-hmm See, I got it all fucked I up last time. I, I, I thought you I said the last hip hop thing. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You said the least hip hop thing. Mm-hmm. The least. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it was hip hop. I don't know. You guys. Right, I can't. I did. You got me there. Good job. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. that's the correct answer, to be fair. Hey, Raz, I thought he said, what was the last hip hop thing? He said least. Yeah. But I could take last. Uh, Corrupts told me a little bit, but Gary, what's the last hip hop thing you guys have done? Well, I told you, I was busting in the shower. <laughs> I threw on, I threw on, I threw on some Reese, and at the end of Reese's record, Ice King is instrumental. And I'm, mm. I'm singing in the rain, nigga. I'm busting in the shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What? Whoop, whop, whop, because it's a great day. Yeah. yeah. I'm enjoying this energy, I, man. Raz, have you got anything for me? The last hip hop thing I did, the last thing, I was in the studio until 5 a.m. Get oh. it in. Man, that was that was uh, last night. So mix a see, record. We write, see, we write, see, me and Raz has always been right on the same wavelength because he ended 5 a.m. and I began 5 a.m. with my last hip hop. He ended his last. See, that's how we are. You know, where one stops, the other picks up. <laughs> yeah, Horse man. mentality. Horse that's mentality. Right. It's like verses right after Raz. Yeah, somebody else coming right in. Yeah, somebody coming in after that. I've enjoyed that. And the references are already flowing because my first question was going to be, obviously, the last ride is out. It's doing bits. I'm I'm loving the bar work. Man, just legends all over the place. But horse mentality, you've just said that. I remember when I heard horse mentality and I was like, this can't be real. There's a group of my favourite MCs. And one of them, Raz, you were even spitting Latin on that cut. And I was like, this man knows Latin. So, man, first of all, big up, that reference was sick. But two, why now? Why are you guys blessing us now? Like, I had forgotten that this was going to be a thing. And then, bang, man, it was such a lovely wake-up call. Raz is the key. Raz took the time out of his schedule and his time Mm. with his family and his own career. And he concentrated on our ugly asses. 
and put together the classic project. You know, he pieced it all together with all the vault, our most recent records we've done together to original ones. Mm-hmm. He just pieced the whole project together, cuz. And that, that really inspired all of us, to tell you the truth. Mm. Cannabis was like, man, I got me a business, man. I ain't think about this hip hop shit. Raz hit him with the horse, but he was like, I like that. I like that. I like that. <laughs> it's hard to get cannabis to roll. I'm telling you, he's, he's not playing. But, yeah. you know, cannabis roll. Priest role, you know what I'm saying? Everybody after the horseman, I mean, with this horseman project, everybody's game has stepped so 100% more up in business, mm-hmm. in the game. I've been noticing, looking at everybody's Instagram, they're lighting up. I've seen cannabis post more than I've ever seen him post before. It's true. Killer Priest, his podcast is just zooming. He's still on it. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. blowing it all the way up. Your podcast too, bro. I mean, hello, me and Paula J. Parker. Call it Jack Corrupt Form. That inspired me to jump more into that game as well. Mm-hmm. All of us got back active. You know, when I was in Philly, Raz was in New York. He came down to Philly to come and see me. It's, it's a great thing, cuz, but Raz and M80 did that. They lit that fire. You know, that, that, that was everything. Damn. What was it for you then? Why was it, what was it on your uh, mind? Uh, well, because, uh, you know, for one, I'm. these are people that, uh, you know, I care about as human beings. And obviously before I met them, I was their fans to be able to work with people that you looked up to, you know, the blessing in disguise was COVID and, you know, people were locked down mm-hmm. and, you know, I was just going through my hard drives and saw the folder and, and, you know, we always work together still, whether, you know, it was horsemen or not yeah. and doing stuff with corrupt and priests and, you know, biz not so much biz had kind of stepped out of the music thing. Mm-hmm. And I respect that. I started pulling these things up and looking at all these incomplete things, all they needed to do was be completed. Some of the things we stripped down and put new production on them. And then some things needed corrupt here. So corrupt was, you know, uh, uh, once I kind of put together for them to come in and fill in spots and priests filled in spots and cannabis filled in spots. For me, it was just finishing what we started to mm-hmm. prove to myself personally that it was worthwhile. And, and I didn't realize the demand. There was a demand. People would all, because people always like, whatever happened to that? What? So I wanted to never have to answer that question again. <laughs> somebody randomly asked me that. Nice enough. Like somebody that liked the music and asked me, you know, whatever happened. To, I was mm-hmm. in New York. I was like, nigga, go to iTunes. <laughs> you know, what? don't ask me that. That we, I got your answer. Like, word? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Don't ask me that. Hey, that and was a very, that was a very, Good question right there because I've never asked Raz that myself and always wonder what sparked it for you cuz to want to go back and dig into the 808 crates because man I was listening like I, I was just going through my hard drive trying to organize everything and it was a big folder full of it said the horseman and I was like let me check this out and it was bars and amazing you know there were just incomplete thoughts some of them but like incredible lyrics. Like I, one of my funnest parts was playing Corrupt a Record. Your favorite one. Uh, uh, what you call him? Uh, Gotta be Morticians. Morticians. Oh. He's like, what the fuck? When I say like, that? What in the, who said that? <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck that come from? When did I lay that? I'm oh, like, my. oh my God. Did you hear this? I was like, Raz, how did you, how'd you do this? Yeah, I was like, and I didn't change the beat on that or nothing. He just, you know, we, we we're working and we forget some of the brilliance that we did. And for me, I was listening. When I heard it, it was the same way he heard it, where it's like, damn, I forgot he even said this shit. This is incredible. The world needs to hear this. Yeah. With foreign, Tuli, then you the eyes like, dude, gone. Damn, was like, <laughs> you know, sometimes you hear yourself, you hear your lyrics and, and you amaze yourself. 
Mm-hmm. I haven't been amazed by myself in centuries. And when he played that, it refreshed my memory. Like, I'm actually really good, Kev. I'm actually yeah. I'm you know amazing. Yeah. Right. You're really it's good. Inspiring. Just so you know, you're really good, mate. Both of you are really good. As in, like, you're, you're, you're legends on a level. I love how you guys are so normal talking about this. I'm here like, do you know as a kid how much I listened to, like, what would you do and stuff like that? Like, come on, man. Like, you're very, oh, yeah. Wow. You, you go oh, past wow. the bar. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Hopefully you I'm wrong, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome, man. It was great. It was great to it was great to watch that response from all my, my brothers. You know, to watch priests do that. Like, what the fuck? When I say that, like, bro. Right, right after me on more distance, priest came in. That blew me away too. Remember Raz? Because Raz yeah. blew me away. But priest came with this wicked more vicious. Decay. I was like, oh, that's <laughs> that's what oh my god, it's not what the world needs right now. That's what I need right now. Mm. My God. Did you see this is the mic? And I'm like, oh, and I'm like, Raz, you did it. Mm. You did it. What do you need from me now? Yeah. Right. I'm cutting everything I'm everything I'm doing, I'm I'm cutting it off. It's the only thing. And we focused in. And we all did it. Was dope. Yo, 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 just interrupted this episode to give you the latest update on the Crate 808 Patreon. I know you guys have been hearing the same old promo all 2021. So yes, it's finally underway. We are cracking on and plus we would love your support. So go to crate808.com, sign up to the newsletter. You'll get all the latest info there. Coming up, man, we're going to bring you for the price of buying us lunch once a month. You're going to get up to two extra episodes. You'll also be getting your name on the credits on a wall of fame of some sort and we'll be shouting you guys out as well plus we'll be joining up hopefully once a month every one of us can all sit together in a hip-hop nerd circle and just nerd out about rap who doesn't want that and plus man you'll be getting some new series that we're bringing one we are definitely diving into the Wu-Tang Chronicles already being recorded Ghostface Killer we're going into every single Ghostface Killer project we've already recorded why I love MF Doom why I love Jay Dilla and those things are coming as well we're going to be deep diving into why people love certain tracks of the supervillain and man jd so if you're into that hit up crate808.com hit the subscribe button appreciate all the support and man it's coming soon so let's go back to the episode boom because you guys are feeding off the energy right now just off each other's bars did you guys say no rewrites or was there i don't want to go too into it but okay let's 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 just see remember how i thought you said last Mm -hmm. but you said Beast. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's, let's understand. We're feeding off each other's bars. B A R. Bars. Bars. I see. Oh, no. Yeah. Right. No, not the. No, not nothing right. other than B A R S. B A R S. Paul's Jigger. Jigger. Right. We're feeding off each bars. Bars. I'm your translator. I got you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for clearing it up. We have to put Woo! that in writing across the screen. B-A-R-S. <laughs> so Keely just started laughing, right? And at first I thought she was going to me. I was like, whoa. Okay, wait, pause. Jigger, jigger, pause. All right, 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 right. Okay. Right. This is what, let, me re, let me reintroduce okay. ourselves. Bars. Yeah. B to the R. S. Yeah. Oh, that's too funny. I got you. <laughs> and and answer that question real quick. Is that no? We had a we had a no. We had a spoken rule. You lay, you keep what you kill. So you go in there. We lay our shit. Mm. If you got 
you know, bring your A game. If you go in there half ass and you get smoked, you're not getting a chance to change it. Yeah. The world is going to hear that. They're, they're going to hear the smoke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's why you better come. That's the thing about the horsemen. Every time we get in there, we challenge each other. You know, what you just say? Wait, play that again. Damn, man. I, I can't redo my verse. I'm fucked. <laughs> no, with us, it wasn't. It, it wasn't none of that because whether you started or whether you ended, everything was just. This is unadulterated Jada kiss. Mm. <laughs> that part, mm. yeah. <laughs> what Jada was on verses. That's how we was on these records. We was just about the culture, just mm. the mic. We wasn't concentrating on making a hit. We wasn't right. concentrating making songs. Mm. We was just. Bars. When you're there talking about Jada and stuff like that, obviously he's got it for days, but you had that, um, I remember there were like other members like Most Dare, Farrah Munch. I know you guys have done work with those guys That's anyway. Funny. What was, how far did that get back in the day? Was there like real tracks like Laid and everything with those guys as well when it was like Expanded Horsemen? I think there's, because we reached out, that's why we changed it from Four Horsemen to The Horsemen. Mm -hmm. we, were always, we always wanted to make it an inclusive thing of incredible MCs. I feel like there's a there's a Pharaoh record somewhere, but it's lost in, I didn't have that uh, mm -hmm. thing. And then, you know, most was always, you know, most had verbalized like, yo, I want to be that's part for of the, it. That's for the next Horseman project. <laughs> right. All in one. That's for the next one. We got... We got Tragedy to come out and play and get on the mic and give them that flavor. Raz did that. Mm -hmm. We got Feel the Agony to come out and play. Raz did that. Damn. We got motherfucking one of the best bars to me that really, every time we play the albums, <laughs> see, we can't change our bars. We can't listen to them. Be like, yeah, well, well, I, want, I, want, well, I, want. I hate it. I hate oh, it. My. I hated getting those verse. And, and I understood every word. That's the difference. And that nigga said like an orphan, dorphin. I said, what? <laughs> Who would have to connect these words? Oh, man. He, like, I had to, you got to remember, I had to like. die agonal. <laughs> die agonal. Oh, oh man. man. Who knew I had to take down the words I, I had had <laughs> not diagonally it was so he, and so I had to figure out where I had to play I'm like man he's gotta end the record because if he starts it there's nothing <laughs> might as well just turn the record off <laughs> and I hit I hit him back like you son of a bitch like you bodied yeah, you, I, was like, you, I was like this is the first of the album bro in my opinion I body. love what you did he bodied it I love you know that's what bringing that's what the horseman is about what you know watching your, your peers and your brothers excel and I felt like Chino just you know he got he, he went crazy on that record yeah yeah just the <laughs> you know real. it's crazy that's what the horseman brings out of them seas brings yeah. out the best mm. and I love that yeah, yeah planet Asia body it then we got, you know what I'm saying, Hus Kingpin, he put the wave uh, on it. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. Anything on how, do you remember House, you guys, you, you, House of Horses. Now, House of Horses was one that I remember back in the day, which I'd heard, and I was wondering, is this just the Slaughterhouse and the Horsemen were going to be like House of Horses? And I was like, this could be like Game of Thrones before fucking Game of Thrones. Do you know what I mean? Like a house good of the Horsemen. Job. <laughs> good job, good buddy. Wow. Well, you did that. Wow. How the horse, house of horses. House of horses. I mean, horses. That was something I'd Ooh. heard. Someone, people were talking like, I don't know if you guys have noticed. People, was, uh, yeah, you, shouldn't have, you shouldn't have told, you shouldn't have reminded Raz. Uh, yeah, nah. There's, yeah, uh, Raz, Raz there, will make there, it happen. That's what he there's does. There's a plan. 
there's a plan. There was always a plan. Uh, there was definitely a song mm. that, that we had planned, you know, just, you know, a couple of missteps. But uh, we were doing that, that at least that song, which mm. was going to be fucking I kind of had a sometimes I strategize, you know, a little bit about like conceptualized records. We all do. Mm. But I had conceptualized of the record that we were going to do. And I thought it was a brilliant idea. That's going that's, um, that's to be the album right there. Crooked yeah. Eye, me and Raz yeah, going to be brothers. You. Royce. Yeah. Royce. Yeah. And Joel, they all brothers, man. You. Ortiz, mm -hmm. be calling you. <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's all our brothers. Well, let me let me. I'll say this much. My Joe, idea was to have a DJ premiere, beat, so we need to be calling premiere, premiere. Oh, premiere. <laughs> the House of Horses record. My goal was always DJ premiere produced. Unbel oh my god, like Raz comes up with it all. I love that. Damn. I'm texting. Yeah. <laughs> That, that 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 particular beat, the first one, produced by DJ Premier. Damn, man, head, mind blown right now. That would be incredible. Again, you don't want more than you're given. We're blessed to still have you guys doing work, my man. Do you know what I mean? Like, we, we're still here, but to see the collabs, it feels like, man, Christmas come early. So, yeah, I'm loving all of that, man. You guys were saying there about, like, when you first came up, I was going to go back a little bit with you. When did you both know you were fucking good? Did you have someone say to you, damn, you're really good? Corrupt, tell me. I, I, I'm curious about what... what, what. Rups first, knowing knowing you was elite. I think Corrupt's texting Premier right now. <laughs> <laughs> he might be. Well, for me, my my first. I'm trying to figure out what came first. I'm pretty sure this came first. I was on a wake up show, and Karis One came, and everybody, you know, I'd been on there a couple of times already, and I was, you know, earning my my, my respect. And Karis One's my favorite rapper. Mm. I was just speaking. It's crazy because Karis One just brought me out in the Bronx in New York and in front of fucking a stadium full of people and and said, "Raz, guys, you rhyming?" I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> and and, and rhymed, and it was amazing. And we were talking about it afterwards. But you know, everybody's going, and, and Karis One's kind of like, you know, you know, just has not an arrogance, a confidence. He's the blast master, and he's kind of murdering everybody nonchalantly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I just remembered if they let me get on here, I want him to remember me. You know, he's my favorite rapper and, mm. and I want him to know that I've studied and, uh, you know, and I think I'm good. Mm. And uh, shit, I went for it, man. And I remember he said, ah, <laughs> he said, yo, I want to rhyme. And he started rhyming and we went back and forth and just rhymed and what? he spoke and he became, you know, he's always been, you know, my, you know, my big bro, but. From there on, like, I developed a friendship, a relationship. You know, mm. this is my big brother. And, you know, I've done many a song since then, but that yeah. was when I was like, okay, I'm dope. Like, Karis <laughs> One has taken the time to say, like, you are special. And then he went back to New York and was on Funkmaster Flex Show mm. and brought me up Damn. and said, there's a kid out West, Roscos. He's, now he's, and yeah, man, that's when I was like, okay, um, you know, I, I had been told I was dope, you know, mm. by my peers. You know, people trying to get on and older, you know, DJ producers or whatever. But, you know, that's, you know, my pantheon, you know, that, mm. you know, and, and the top of my particular pantheon is Karis one. So, you know, for him to tell me that I, I had I had what it took was a game changer. Bad because that KRS is so similar to the stuff I expected once I'd got into your work, as in right. on the West Coast, it was so different to the East. Coming up, I was more of a West Coast head and it was so gangster over here. Right. It was really right. easy for people just to say that's gangster rap. And yet you'd be like, but no, like if you listen to what Corrupt's doing, he might be on death row, he might be on gangster bangers, but the way 
he's using the words. And then when you came about, yes. And when you came about, it was the same thing. I was going to ask you then specifically, because obviously nature of the threat, man, just so expansive and such big themes for you. Mm -hmm. When did your, like what, helped your thirst for knowledge like did you have someone like telling you this stuff was it telly was it books so eighth grade i uh i had to do a research paper on christmas and i was i was always a i was a good student but you know you hit puberty you start fucking around and being funny so i was a little you know i was kind of more of the class clown i'd have fun but i always kept like a b or c i just didn't mm. overly apply myself but i had to do this report on christmas and we happen to have encyclopedia britannica's at my house, like my family, you know, I have a smart family. So mm -hmm. I remember I went downstairs and I grabbed the encyclopedia for Christmas and I read through it. And then at the end, it always has these references, see this, see that. And it said, see pagan holidays. It's still there because they don't change the encyclopedia Botanica. They yeah, 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 for sure. See pagan holiday. Mm -hmm. Now I went to my mother, you know, I grew up Catholic and I just, you know, and I asked and she could have fundamentally changed me and she could have uh, negated that and said, hey, well, that's wrong. Da, 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 da. She said, you got to investigate for yourself. So I had to go look up pagan holidays in the peak Encyclopedia Britannica and that changed everything. What obviously what I was learning in school wasn't what mm -hmm. the encyclopedia or the university was teaching. So there was a disconnect and I was realizing that I'm being misinformed in school and, mm -hmm. and, and it made me go out and go find not necessarily independent knowledge but just collegiate university information as opposed to whatever was regimented for high school or or middle school or all that and it just changed my it changed my journey from there yo what up y'all this is dj premier and you're checking out the crate 808 podcast hey yo 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 this is your boy foul march and right now you are rocking live with the crate 808 podcast yo what's up this is del the funky homo sapien down with hieroglyphics the funk pimp come on here for some good shit yes yes you're rocking with the best this is the one and only just blaze right now you're checking out the crate 808 podcast this is open mic equal and you are currently rocking with the crate 808 podcast yo peace and love to this homeboy sandman and you're rocking with the crate 808 podcast it's the place to be so good for you. Hey, what's happening? This is Trevor Nelson, your R&B ambassador, talking all things R&B and hip-hop on the Crate 808 podcast. Hey, yo, yo, check it out. Mr. Rapper Big Pooh. And I need you, 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 and you to make sure you check out this week's episode of the Crate 808 podcast. Tell everybody the rapper says so. Cool. Yeah. We were saying, because Raz just told a brilliant story about how he really found he was elite when he was with KRS on a stage. For you, when did you realize you were good? Very good question. When I was a kid, I was serving, I was like 12, 13. I was serving 20-year-olds, 19-year-olds, 23-year-olds. I knew I had something then, but when I really knew that I was good in this game, in the music industry as an MC was when I did a record called New York, New York. Are <laughs> <laughs> we going in? I, you know, all the cliche, cliches that people saw out of it. It was an MC record that made it in the gangster world and an MC record that was respected amongst MCs. I think it was uh, for that that Biggie went on Rap City and said uh, KRS-One was the greatest performer he ever seen before and the greatest freestyler he ever before was Rough from the Dog Right there, I said, my God. Damn. I knew. Yeah, I knew then. You know what I'm saying? But when I did New York, New York, and the people loved it like a hit record, and it was just the mic, I said, definitely. Then I did a freestyle on Streets as a Mother with KRS-One. 
called the mic. Chris came and we did it like old school, like Motown. In the same booth, I had a mic, he had a mic, no stopping. Go. Once you, you know, you rehearse it and then you go, we didn't rehearse. Superfly hit press play, the beat played, and we just freestyled the whole thing. And that was a dream come true. Damn. Uh, do you guys remember your first raps? That's what I was going to ask you. After all these raps you've done, do you remember the first one? Corrupt does. Yeah, I was eight. I was rapping, tapping, zippity zapping, all the way down the street, rocking. To- <laughs> and I thought that was really special at eight years old. I was like proud of it. I did the D.L. Hughley show. He asked me the same question about what was my first rap do I remember it? And I said it to him and he said, boo, boo, <laughs> boo. I was like, oh, cuz. He was like, I'm just joking. But boo. <laughs> <laughs> about to say some lyrical ability shit he does. I was like, yeah, oh, oh. I, I was uh, not the, I wrote the 99 East Side Hustler rap because oh, I lived wow. 99 in Wadsworth and the, the homies made a click. They were all like 17, you know, 16, maybe the oldest was like 19. They didn't bang. They were just making like a neighbors, a click, a little street thing. The 97s did not take two. Did not, the East Coast Crips shut that down immediately. But I made a theme song and I'm like 10 or 11 and I wrote, I think I feel like I wrote it to a Run DMC beat. Like it's like that or something. And I wrote this rap and then I said it to the homies. I, I didn't even really memorize it good. And I went back and I turned the rap and it was like, baby John, hang it up. That's trash. So my first rap, I would, I would tell you that. I'm going to tell you about the 99 Hustler rap. <laughs> and they was like, that shit trash. And then I was like, oh, I'm whack. So I'm never going to fuck with rap again. I'm going to be a fan. <laughs> not going to be trying to say no raps. I remember that. They shut that down. They shut me down, and then the nine seven shut them down. <laughs> it was over. It was over. You said I might as well start rapping again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably what I was like. I'm back. I'm back, baby. <laughs> no more hustle rap. That's right. No more hustle. So, could you trace back then, as as like West Coast MCs? Obviously, you're from Philly. So, first of all, actually, how's it how's it feel having a road now? You have a road in your name. Congrats, my man. God is good. God is good. You know, that was such an accomplishment for myself, but, you know, so much uh, more than just me. That was an accomplishment for my family, my mama, rest in peace. That was an accomplishment for my belief in myself, for the people in Sharon Hill, Darby Township, 2-5, that coming from this small area right outside of Philadelphia, that you can still do and be whatever you want to be. That's right. For the whole town. Mm, beautiful man beautiful thing it must be quite daunting to see that even with your career as it is because you guys like I said at the the top you're you're in the tapestry of everything like Raz you've got like history with the good life which I'd love to hear about I mean you've got history with Death Row and obviously both you with Drake but like for you do you remember any specific like pinch myself moments I have them all the time man I I just rocked the Bronx with Karis One and Melly Mel, Kumo D, and got pulled up like a pier. And I'm this kid from LA, and these dudes are the foundation, the tapestry. So I'm in the, the home of this culture that I love, that's 3,000 miles away from, from where I'm from. And to be pulled out like a pier is just surreal. Still. Hey, did he say the good life? I was talking yeah. about the good life. Yeah, man. Like, just that place. It's got a lot of myth around it, but I, I love it. Legend, man. legendary. Tell me about it. Tell me your memories, man. Off of exposition. <laughs> yep. That's one of the places that made corrupt. That's when I first met Freestyle Fellowship. Oof. 
that's when Peace became one of my best friends. I met Peace. I met Ace Stone. Yeah, man, I was chopping the heads off. And that's where I earned a lot of my respect, you know, the good life. And I have a surprise. What the hell? Crooked eye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're living the good life right now. Another West Coast legend right. on the call. That's right. Oh, man, look at the pictures in the back. How you doing, my man? What's good? Can you hear me? Yes, hear you fine, my man. Thank you for blessing us. Oh, man, it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be here, man. You know, Gotti hit me up. I'm here. What's good with y'all? How y'all doing? How y'all feeling? Uh, bro. Bab, we just talk about the horsemen. We talk about the good life, West Coast. And Raz and Crook were spitting their first rhymes they ever wrote, which was great. Oh, that's that's historic right there. <laughs> so yeah, man. how are you doing, bud? I'm doing fine, man. I'm 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 blessed. You know, I'm alive. I'm a I'm above ground. I'm healthy, so it's all good. I, I got another day to try to grind and, and hustle and make things happen. Uh, feeling good, man. You know, the state of hip hop ain't bad either. You know, there's a lot of young people out there pushing the culture the right direction. There's a lot of bars. It's bar heavy out there right now. We got the horsemen out there. Yeah. You know, we got RJ Payne. We got the horseshoe gang. We got, you know, Ransom out there pushing, you know what I'm saying? Planet Asia. It's a lot, you know, Rhapsody. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a good time. The environment is cool right now. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm loving that energy. We were just touched on a bit of House of Horses, a bit of Slaughterhouse, the bars, man. I was going to ask you, what do you think to the re revival of the horsemen? Not, not even revival, just their new The Last Ride. How do you feel about it as an MC hearing that now? It was a good thing to me, man. I, I couldn't wait to hear it when they first announced it, you know, years back mm. that um, they were going to do the Horsemen album. And I was, I was waiting as a fan. When you keep studying this craft as an MC and you and you try to elevate your skill level, it's very hard to be inspired once you get to a certain level. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. you're you're now on a level where the inspiration is only coming from people who can match your energy or who are better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. when you hear about people like Razcast, Corrupt, you know, Killer Priest, Cannabis coming together and creating the album, you know that it's going to inspire your pen. And that's me being selfish as an artist and a writer. You know that when they come together and what they're going to spit on those beats, that is absolutely going to be inspiration and motivation. You know what I mean? Mm. So same, we, same we, back at you. Yeah, Raz. So, you know, it's really hard to get that motivation. You know, when you look at the, 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 the spectrum of hip hop right now, it's on, I could count on both hands who going to be able to motivate me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, you know, when I heard about the horsemen coming back together and doing their thing, dog, I just knew I was going to be able to listen to that and 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 I was going to get juiced up and I was going to selfishly take some of that juice, you know what I mean, that they gave me into the booth, you feel me? And, That's and, right. And do what I do, you know what I mean? But yeah. it's just a great thing for all, for everybody. It's great, man. And it symbolizes unity. Let me not forget that, you know, because they like to put the light on all the beefs and the dramas in hip hop. Mm. But we got to start putting more light on when people come together. You know, that's that was a unified unified front right there between four people who have their own careers, their own legacies. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And they brought it together to give us something for the culture. So, yeah, it was a one, man. A one. I love that. I love that. You just making me think of that. Uh, do you remember that classic photo? I think it was double XL in New York where they had just everyone. And it was like, that was unity. And that's how it felt. And I, I grew up with Della Soul, all that, all that mo moment where people were collectives, they were together. And man, we were supposed to have Killer Priest on here. I was going to say the, the woo as well on the road. This is the thing about the horsemen. They tie so many tentacles of the rap universe into like one group. It's just fascinating. Mm -hmm. 
Hey guys, this is Jerobi from A Tribe Called Quest. You're listening to The Crate 808 Podcast. Yo, yo, what's up, man? It's your man, El Zai, and you're rocking with The Crate 808 Podcast. You know what I'm saying? Well, you can check out, you know, artists like me. Hey, it's Steve Rifkin from Loud Records. You're rocking with The Crate 808 Podcast. Spread the word. These guys are dope. The questions they ask and the interview is amazing. Enjoy yourself. Be safe and be healthy. One, two, one, two. You know what it is. This is your man, S-K-Y-Z-O-O, Sky Zoo, live out the borough. And this is The Crate 808 Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review, and most importantly, share that love and put your peoples on. Peace and light. This is Cy Rock, rocking with Crate 808 Podcast. And you want to check out everything hip-hop on Crate808.com. Yo, this is Juggernaut, Nottingham City, NG area. You're rocking with the Crate 808 Podcast. Make sure you keep it locked in. There's so many gems drop. Crate808.com. Hey, yo, this is the one and only R.A., the rugged man. And I'm rocking with the Crate 808 Podcast with my man Cam. Yeah. I was, I was yeah. just saying there about the good life then. And you were saying you were taking heads, corrupt, and Raz, I mean, you've got history there. As MCs who have sharpened your swords over these decades, what were the battles, the rap battles, that, that fo- formed you or forged your eliteness? Do you remember like your toughest battles? And Mine, one of my favorite battles was, uh, they were shooting, uh, this was in New York. It was a Johnny Blaze video shoot. Ooh. So uh, it's Raekwon and Mav, Nas with Nori, Fat Joe had Pun, and he had Mac-10. Jada had Styles. That's how the video went. Mm. But while I was there, and it was a lot of people that aren't in the video. So one of my favorite parts of that day was watching the interaction between like Nori, and then Nori was lit and turned up. It was, it was crazy. And then Joe had... He was kind of having um, Terror Squad battle me. So I was kind of, it was it was kind of like friendly battle, but he kept going. And then he was like, yo, you going to let the West Coast nigga get you? So, it was, so I was kind of, I was kind of battling Terror Squad, but it wasn't a given. And, and so I just remember that, that just being like a really great memory. And then I walked in and like uh, Pun was in his trailer. I had like a pocket rocket. I had a pint of Hennessy and Pun called me in. It was just me, him, and I think it was a little like Chris Rivers, but he was super young because, mm. you know, years ago. And we sat there and drank Hennessy, and then we didn't battle. We just rhymed and drank Hennessy together. Me and Pun is one of my favorite memories, man, just that whole day. But oh, that man. battle, because I remember I was like, oh, he's trying to he's trying to get the TS to battle me. Joe tried it, and then he actually <laughs> said it like, oh, you're going to let the West Coast nigga murk you? <laughs> 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 that was awesome. Super fun. It was a great day. Oh, man, that's amazing. <laughs> My most memorable was being in New York at the tunnel. Dr. Dre and Snoop and Suge left us. Me, Ray, Daz, K Solo. And we just at the tunnel partying like, wow, and we got the fucking tunnel. Just chilling. And then it dawned on me. I'm like, where's, where's Snoop? <laughs> Rule number one is when, when, when Snoop leaves, because you better leave where the train is gone. That's it. So dog is gone. Where's Snoop? I don't know. I did. We looked around. We asked a couple people, yo, you seen Snoop? They didn't really know who we were. There's certain people who recognized us. So I looked at Daz and I said, cuz, we got to go. We in a tunnel, nigga, by ourselves. Cause let's go. And it racked up Rage and K Solo, like, man, Sugar and them left, man. Let's go. Like, all right, cool. And we tried to ease and sneak out. And we snuck, we was out. And then we asked people up front, hey, in the limo with Dr. Dre and Snoop. Oh, they've been left. What? Y'all, they left about 45 minutes ago. I'm like, damn. Yeah, like, how are we going to get back? 
No, we wasn't savvy with cats and all that shit. We was just kids, man. Like, what the fuck? He said, man, we got to walk back. Whatever we do, let's just get the fuck away from here. We can catch a cab up there. <laughs> so we, we hit the left, hoping nobody really noticed us. That gang of people was outside. Gang of people followed us out. So we hit the left, and then we went actually under the tunnel, the bridge that we were actually under. It's black, dark. We stopped like, oh, God, this how niggas get jacked. So we just... <laughs> and half the club came out. We seen half the club come out following us. They like, that's corrupt. Oh, what's up, corrupt? That's jazz. Oh, that's rage. K solo. Woo. And they all just, we just got up on the stoop and stood there and they all came out surrounded. And was then the motherfucker just said out the blue, Yeah, what's up, corrupt? Hey, my homeboy, he said basically like his partner was good too. You know, he rapped, he'll serve me. And I was like, Oh, really? This is all New York. Mm. So I'm just like, oh, really? I said, that's impossible. And they was like, oh, oh okay. All right, we'll check this out. I said, well, y'all heard me bust before y'all go. So he went bust. I cut his head off. The next thing you know, another one was like, oh, I'll rap. Who bop? He can't cut his head off. This one can't cut his head off. This one can't cut his head off. A group came through. They would bust routine. Okay, yeah, cut off three. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> and, uh, it was a group back. It was a group called the Bushwhackers, and then they came to the table, and all three of them started busting the whoop up. But it was friendly then, because after I did all that, everybody ended with the world famous cipher. Ooh, and I hit them with that last one, like, oh, the crowd was hyped, and then the Bushwhackers came up, introduced themselves, whoop up. Then they started busting, and I started busting. They got friendly then, wow. and then Fez came up. And before Drez came up from Black Sheep, Dad said, man, I got 2,000 on Corrupt. I said, don't say that. Right. <laughs> Make it seem like we got money on us, cuz. Right, that is not a good idea. <laughs> That's not a good idea, man. We, yeah. we in Beckle right now. First of all, the tunnel is where niggas was jacking everybody for their coats and shoes. Everything. Everything, cuz. You have to, like, to explain I, to him how you could get into the tunnel. You had to take your shoes off like you was in jail. Okay. And click them. You ain't got weapons. Yeah. Mouth and shit. See if you got razors. Yeah. Right. I told Dad, don't say that. Don't say that. (laughs) Next thing you know, Dress came up and was like, what's up, corrupt? Gave it up to everybody. He was like, I'm going to bust one. I said, okay, let's go. And, and, And that's when the police came, broke it all up. Because me and Drez was about to bust together, cuz, like me and Snoop did. I was loving that. Like, damn, I'm thinking Drez was epic to me. You know what I'm saying? Shit, I'm only thing we had out at the time, we just dropped the chronic. Oh. So the chronic out. So nobody really know my face because I ain't in the videos, you know, but they knew corrupt. And I was I was amazed at that. Mm. New York knew corrupt. And then uh Drez, I'm in a, I bust with the bushwhackers. That was epic to me. And then I bust with Drez. Oh man, I was like, I'm, I'm about to bust the dress. So that was epic to me. Did I show everybody besides dress, besides dress and, and uh, the bushwhackers? Everybody else, I chopped their heads off so cold. <laughs> and guess what? Hey, and guess what? We survived. They ain't beat us up. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, you know, battles, fights. Yeah. <laughs> New yeah. York, we were surrounded, man. New York gave it up for corrupt. And, and Daz and Rage. And they love K Solo already, but they was just like, man, like, man, you basically like we say in the West Coast, tight. That's basically what that translation translation. Mm-hmm. Basically, they like tight, man. You tight, corrupt. Whoop, whoop, whoop. So and 
eased our way to fuck up out of that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Got that calf, nigga, like, woo, sheesh, dude. <laughs> That's like, man, <laughs> bro, you served everybody. That's crazy. That night I served 2,000 MC. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like the film 300, but 2,000. Love it. That's now, incredible. I, I know Crooked Eye served the gang of people when we wasn't around, but I didn't see Crooked Eye serve so many motherfuckers when he, <laughs> when Style Boy, Crooked Technique and motherfucking, uh, Perfect, badass. Perfect. When y'all started yeah. coming around me, I seen so many heads roll, nigga. I was like, damn, crooked eye. I was like, she got stop. She got stop. <laughs> like, what the- I remember motherfucker hit me and was like, corrupt you to shit, my nigga. I was like, thank you. I said, but crooked eye served you. <laughs> On street mother, man, he served you in there, man. Did you hear what he said? I said, man, I heard it, cuz. But it's like, <laughs> Horse mentality, cause you can't go back and change your rhymes. Right, mm-hmm. can't, go back, can't go back, huh? Because when I heard Trust it, me. I was like, cause I had another rhyme. I'm like, oh, I wanted to lay it so bad, but that wouldn't have, <laughs> hey, it wouldn't have made a difference, cause when a motherfucker is in his fly, man, you can't look. It don't matter what the fuck you lay, cause you're not going to serve it. Mm. <laughs> I could have three different ones in yeah, the family. It would not have served that fire, cause hey, yeah, a young, a young hungry. I'm just young happy. Hungry, you, yeah, I'm man. just happy you kept it on there. I was like, dog. I went back to the city, man. Like, yo, I'm, I might be on this corrupt new shit. Everybody was like, for real. I was like, yeah, dog. I might have, I might have made it. <laughs> <You> <laughs> what know was it called? On the mic. <laughs> what was that? What was it called? On the mic. Uh, the which no. one? The song? Step up. You talking step, about step up? step up? That's what it is. Step up, step up. Yeah, with it, with exhibit. Oof, and, and yeah, that shit is crazy. Go to like, that, was a, that was a that was a great time. Then right great after time. that, I ain't shit without my homeboy. Yeah, because uh, crooked deserves an encore. Hey, bro. <laughs> hey, and I I salute that. I always tell people that you know what I'm saying. You gave me my first big break, corrupt. As far as on a on a on a national uh, 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 international album, you know what I'm saying. That was the first time I was ever on an international CD. You know what I'm saying. That came out in the stores, and you could call your cousins across the country, like yo, you could go in there right now and pick it up. You know what I mean? Like it was very a very special moment for me, man. As far as as far as battling go, I remember when I was when I was on Death Row Records, right when I first got over there. Um, we went to New York to Hot 97 to promote this single I was dropping. Me and Suge went over there. You know what I'm saying? And and, and Tretch Tretch from Naughty, Ooh, you know, he yeah. met us up there. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, look, I'm going to hold it down because, you know, while y'all on Hot 97, you know, people going to be hearing y'all live on the radio. And there's a lot of people going to come up to the station. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, you know, they're going to be fans, but somebody I don't know. So I'm going to just be out here with my boys right. and we're going to hold it down. So I'm like, right. all right, cool. And we went up there. We did our little interview, you know what I mean, with Angie Martinez. And everything went cool. You know, I played my single, New York Loved It and shit. People called in. It was all beautiful. It was a big thing for me, you know. And when I came back downstairs with Suge, the whole lobby was packed with MCs that wanted to be on Death Row Records. You know what I'm saying? They wanted Suge to hear them spit. So Suge got in the middle of the crowd and he said, yo, if anybody can beat Crooked Eye in the battle, I'll give you a record deal right now. So all of the rappers was like, yo, I got him. And they was just coming one by one. It was like the Matrix. 
when Neo was fighting all those motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? And I was just like, Corrupt was like, one cut by, you just like, I brack head off. You know what I'm saying? You removing heads, you taking off arms, you stabbing people in the chest, you, you know, impaling people. And it was just like, you know, one of those kung fu movies, man, when 30 dudes attack one person and he just wiping the floor with them. Yeah, I, I got back to the four seasons like, yo, dog, that was the craziest shit I ever experienced. Brooke it was some dope dudes there, too. Hey, bro, it was it was Taylor. a dude named Microwave. He was crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, but you know what? He always did that. And that would make me mad because when we got back home, he would do that, too, man. And, and, and you know, people would feel like, I stopped them from getting a record deal. You feel me? And I'll be like, sure. You gotta stop that, bro. No, no, no. You did stop him. Fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you do with us. That's what made corrupt, cuz. Suge Suge would tell motherfuckers, cuz we was on the chronic tour. Motherfuckers wanted deals, man. Suge said, look, if you can see corrupt, I'll sign you right now. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody got a record deal, cuz. Nobody got signed. <laughs> nobody nobody got, got signed. Damn. <laughs> be proud of that record deal. You taught him a lesson. Right. <laughs> Next time you come and a motherfucker tell you if you can see somebody, you'll get a record deal. You you better see him. You better right. see him. <laughs> yeah. You just had a chance to speak, sign the death row records to a yeah. major. Didn't come with your horse mentality. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm saying, right? Nobody got a deal. And then he did the same thing with you, Cookie. Nobody got a deal. Be proud. Because they would have killed Right. was crying. (laughs) That would have meant you lost. Crooked off of me and Cookie, cuz ain't nobody got a deal. (laughs) 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 Ain't no deal. Okay, damn, oh, but you might have well said, "Let me rock him this." Man. I mean, let me uh, let me just uh, uh, look. Just please listen to my demo, man. Let me be. <laughs> oh my god, that's the bumps. I ain't finna lose. I'd rather he just say no to me, and I don't get the deal for me saying for you saying no, and I don't take an L, mm. than to take an L and you say no. Just say no. Just say no. You ain't deals off of me, crooked, Raz. You ain't getting no deals. No deals. Reese, you ain't getting no deals. Hashtag no deals. No deals. I'm about to tweet that. No deals. Okay. (laughs) You ain't getting no stripes off of the bars. We going Jada kiss you, nigga. Yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? It's your man, Bodie James, Concrete is 227. Griselda Records, man. You know what I'm saying? And shout out to the Crate 808 Podcast, man. Tell them, man, the world know this shit on the flow, dog. I was going to go into just a few tracks, but I, like, I was into a few just bangers. Corrupt, man. People need to talk about Seawalk and corruption more generally, I feel, because that banger right there, it's it still goes all the time. I mean, the hardest motherfuckers, all this stuff I've been listening to, just being like, damn, it still bangs. But I need to ask you, Corrupt, how did it feel, right, that you were saying there about Chronic, and I'd love to hear from you other guys what your your experience of the Chronic was, but Stranded on Death Row might be one of the my favourite posse cuts generally, but you're kicking that off. You're not even like you're coming in. How did that feel? When you were like given that, stranded on death row, that was 
the first record I did on the Chronic, Dr. Drake gave me the beat and said, Corrupt, this the record that you're going to do. You're going to set this off. Mm. And I said, I made it, cuz. Yeah. I made it. I made Chronic. Now, I ain't even laid a motherfucker yet. I knew I was going to make it, though. Because guess what? I'm going to shoot these rockets off on this motherfucker. <laughs> Snoop's the one that caught dog toward me. Whatever you do, when you when you rap, say your name. Mm. Know who you are. Don't just, just, just bust a great rhyme. Put your name in it. Say your name so they know who you are. That's the first thing I remember. And as I wrote it with my bop, and I said, I'm going to end it like this. Corrupt inmate. Cell block one. So after I hit him with all these words of war, this wizardry, and then the ending is going to be the key, cuz. And then when I ended, let them know I'm the one that said this. So that that was exciting because it, it made the chronic. It was my first record, and it set the pace for that entire record. Because when I ended at cell block one, Dr. Drake said, "Oh, I love that." Everybody ended with your cell block, and it set the pace. Like wow, first lesson learned, Dr. Dre showed me. Damn. First rapper, the pace, and I was just like wow, because I didn't see people set the, the first rapper go on there, and he's irrelevant. Second one, come, then they'd be like, this is going to be the first verse. Right. <laughs> right. Man, I've seen that so many times. You know what I'm saying? The third verse, come up, wait, that'll be the first verse. And then you end up last. It never happened to me. But <laughs> I've happened many times before. Uh, first verse, and then the third verse be first. Second verse stays there is perfect. And you end up the third verse and end up getting clipped off the record. Oh. <laughs> it's making us. Now that was exciting. Stranded on death row. First time on a big record like that. And um, Dr. Dre gave me my shot. And that's what got me signed. Because when we did the Chronic, only people signed to Death Row was Rage and Snoop. Everybody else wasn't signed. It was the greatest. It was the greatest thing I've seen with making people earn their record deal. If you Mm -hmm. make a difference on this Chronic, then we'll sign. And everybody made a difference. Everybody made it. Only two people didn't sign, though, was Nate and uh, uh, RBX. <laughs> it was like, man, I ain't signed shit. <laughs> hey, Dad, me and Dad was like, all right, cool. Where's our, where's ours? I'm signing this motherfucker for free. And we got a check. I was like, damn, I fucked my whole check off. I only got five, we only got 5,000 a piece. Like, no, I don't Fuck, this is Dr. Dre, nigga. Mm. Fuck that $5,000. Give me that $5,000. I signed on the dotted line because I went straight to the sloths and swap me. Rich. <laughs> <laughs> rich, man. I got $5,000. <laughs> I'm only I'm 18 and a half because I'm about to be 19 because what? I'm rich. Matter of fact, I just turned 19. I'm rich, nigga. I'm going to sloth swap me. I bought me a fake-ass herringbone. You understand me? That motherfucker turned green in four days. I bought me a herringbone, cuz. I got some kicks and clothes, and I bought a gang of weed. Damn. And a, and a whole a whole fucking slew of straight eight ball. Wow. Straight old English 800, man. Give me all this shit. And give me these motherfuckers that's herringbones. Give me these shooting all that. Man, give me an ounce. <laughs> an ounce? Yeah, man, I want a fucking ounce. I just signed Death Row Records. Yeah. What's that? Uh-huh. What? You ain't heard of the chronic? Oh. You are on the chronic. You motherfucking right. See my hair and bone? <laughs> oh, hey, bro. That's classic right there. That is classic. That's a monumental fucking album, dog. God damn. Hey, hey Crooked, I, 
the one shower. I forgot I had the motherfucking uh, the headphone on. I took one shower because came out, went up to the studio with Dad, and then Dad said, "Man, you got a rash." <laughs> oh, no, like, what are you man. talking about? He said, man, your whole neck is green. I was like, "Huh? Damn!" I thought this would at least last a week. This <laughs> at least a week. <laughs> Let me flex. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. So, duck when I grab my shit. Hey, man. Yo, that motherfucker stranded on death row. Hey, man. That was my go-to joint when people like to say, oh, the West Coast don't got bars. Right. Mm-hmm. And they, when they say the West don't got bars, I used to push play on stranded on death row. Listen to this shit. You know what I'm saying? So, duck when I swing my shit. You know? All that is like, yo. Hey, that's the first record. When I was driving down the street off of Van Ness. And I, and I pulled up at the light, Van Ness is central, head to the hood, and I'm sitting there. I look to the right, a car pulled up, banging, stranded on death row. Wow. How'd Ain't you even, feel? But, How'd you but, feel? God, I, I, first of all, I'm in Inglewood, so I was still like, uh, you know, right. I had to play. Head on the swivel. But I'm like, damn, that's me. And then I just broke my silence and just looked like, damn, that's me. My windows rolled down, and the nigga looked over at me and was like, you looking at blood? And I was like, oh, man. And he banging, stranded on death row. And I'm thinking to myself, like, damn, that's me, cuz. Yeah. Like, me, my nigga. I'm a star. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, damn. if had somebody else writing cordial, we was in a different place, I'd have been like, hey, man, that's me. Right, you know? right. I said, what you looking at blood? And I was like, ah. Turning my head like this. And I'm like, I'm a star, cuz. I'm a fucking star. <laughs> I made it. That's me. Couldn't wait to get to the neighborhood. I said, you know what? I ain't even going to the neighborhood. I went straight to Hawthorne. Went straight to Hawthorne where my pops was living at. And, and all my friends out in Hawthorne went straight to them. Like, man, what's going on? I made it. They was like banging my shit too. I said, damn. They was like, this you, Rick. Ah. Damn, made it. That's dope, man. That, that is beautiful. Dope. Crookie, how did you feel when your first came out? When my first shit came out? Mm. Oh, right. man. Shit, I, I just even if I did a radio drop on 92.3 to beat, I'd be happy as a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? I'd be on I'd be in Long Beach like nigga, turn the radio on. I used to, you know what I used to do? I used to I used to know that my drop was coming on for either La La show or whoever show. I used right. to have meetings with investors and shit around the time when the drop about to come on the radio. <laughs> and then I turn that motherfucker. <laughs> you would turn the radio on. They'll be like, yeah, 92.3 to beat. And uh, my shit will drop. And niggas will be like, oh, yeah, you are doing something with, with, with your little career. Damn, man, I'm on the radio, you know. Hey, look, number hey, two hey, station in California. You hey, feel me? <laughs> hey, Crooked, deal closed. Yeah. Deal closed. Deal closed. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> we'll work through you in a, in a day. Hey, man, listen, bro. I had this joint called Boom Boom Clap. I was in Tokyo with him. So we was doing some shit over there. I was doing a concert with him in Tokyo, man. We decided after the show to go walking through and checking out the scene. And we walked in a bar. And we walked in the bar, dog. My video was on, was on the screen. You know what I'm saying? In Tokyo. And they didn't know I was pulling up. You feel me? So... You know, me, Eminem, Paul Rosenberg, Slaughterhouse, everybody looking at the TV and it's boom, boom, clap on there. You know what I mean? And the, the, I made that video for BET Uncut. 
So I never thought that it would go all the way to Japan, man. But it just felt great, man, to see people supporting your music, man, all over the world. You know what I mean? Mm. It's a it's a great feeling. You know, people got COB tattoos all over the world. People got COB. They repping it in Africa, Canada, Australia. You know what I'm saying? It's really it's really, really a great thing, man. But uh, before I forget. Yeah. So stranded on death row. That's one of my go to's back in the day when niggas used to say the West don't got bars. And then when they used to say we wasn't deep lyricists, I go to the Razzcast nature of the threat. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Speak I, on it. Game over. Game over. Raz, what was it like when you when it happened to you? What was that like? I mean, it was all surreal, man. I, I it was the real MC, cause and real MCs really didn't, the licks was like <laughs> the first to get respected in New York, and actually right. had music played on radio, and mm. they were straight what. But then there came you, Rad. What was you feeling like? I just remember like it was weird, man, because I just went from I was really like the wake up show, but by then I had transitioned. I was I, <laughs> niggas had beepers, so Swain Tech would just beat me when a New York nigga came. So whoever it was, that was my job to kill New York rappers. So they would beat me and then I'd go up and <laughs> murk out whoever. So that transition from that to out the blue, man, Kid Capri reached out, was like, yo, I want you on this album. And he, he flew me out to, to the Bronx and I started hanging with fucking Kid. It was surreal. It was fuck. And that's that's kind of when I knew like, oh, I guess I'm cool. But I still didn't have a record deal yet. But then I started meeting everybody because through Coolio and Wino too. So I already knew like Premier and I knew Tretch. Everybody on Tommy Boy I knew anyway. And mm -hmm. Albie was the was the vice president. Like he had my first demo before Nature the Threat and all that. So I was kind of almost famous a couple of times before. That was, I had a weirder career. Like I had Farside's deal. Their deal was my deal. And they were my friends. And I brought them into, it's not called the Gavin. It was the thing in San Francisco. It was a seminar. And I brought them up and introduced him to Paul Stewart, DJP, and all these other people. And I had already caught a case, so I was going to jail anyway. I was still a juvenile. I introduced them, and then I went to jail, but, and then by the time I got out, they were, like, working on the second album. I didn't think I'd get a career in this. I mean, I, I just didn't. Because I remember Albie saying, like, Raz is dope as fuck, but we can't sell that. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. So I just, I just, and, I, and not that he didn't like me, he really liked me. And every, so I mean, you know, it's just like, Raz is dope, but we don't know how to market it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, Tretch was marketable. Coolio was marketable. Like, they knew how to make those kind of records. And I knew how to make them too, but I, that wasn't the kind of music I wanted to make. You know what I'm saying? In the sense of the brilliance of OPP, I would have fucked that record up. Yeah. If you gave me OPP, I'm going to ruin it. I'm going to say some other shit. It's going to be complicated or it's going to piss the girl off. Like, I was, I was a little <laughs> more caveman-y with my rap. So, uh, for me, no, it was just always weird. So, by the time I actually got an opportunity to be signed, because literally, yeah, with Patchworks, I remember being Bob. He's like, nigga, you know, he's like, if somebody even offer $100,000, you know, you better take it or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the investor nigga that I'm working with the whole, you know, the whole boy, quote unquote. And then, you know, we got an offer. I didn't even know we got an offer. Rifkin told me this like literally four months ago. He was like, you're the only artist I ever tried to sign that didn't sign him. And I didn't know that. So he must have offered them some money and they never, never told me because I would have signed to Loud. Loud. That was my option. And I didn't know I had that option. 
But then I got flown out. Chris Lighting, rest in peace. So that's what I knew. Like, oh, shit, this shit could really happen. And then so I went to Def Jam, went around, looked around. Chris showed me everything. Russell came out. And I was like, yo, this, you know, that was I had that option. Uh, Rick Rubin would pick me up at my house and just play me and give me demos of like Run DMC, BC, what shit that never came out. And so that, and which probably looked crazy as fuck, this kid with this old fat white man that looked like Santa Claus <laughs> picking him up in a Rolls Royce. <laughs> probably looked way strange in retrospect. Probably looked real suspect, like some child abuse shit. I don't know. <laughs> but, but, but he was picking me up and, and just like, and I still wasn't really sure this was real, was super surreal to me. Like, all these people who I've heard of who are legends and they taking this time out to get to know me. Uh, you know, Rick Rubin had Deaf American, which became American, Def Jam, Loud. There was one other one and then Priority. And the reason why I picked Priority was because what Corrupt and Snoop and Ice Cube did. And I felt like the legacy of I'm from the West and they were, that was a legacy I wanted to be a part of. I was similar. I'm a West Coast kid. I'm born and raised. I'm a native. And so I felt like what, all the contributions that the Dog Pound did, Death Row, you know, Easy and them, you know, Cube and all of them. I just felt like I wanted to be part of that lineage. And so that's why I picked Party Records, but it was just all surreal. Raz, hold on, Raz. Not to change the subject. How does it feel to be on Cube's top? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, Man, that shit fried my brain, bro. Like, that's Cube. <laughs> Uh, that's send, insane, send the feature bro. cube send the feature cube send the feature bro bro i immediately got on like thank you cube thank you mr ice cube <laughs> 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 hey, i love you i love all hey, your look. movies <laughs> Brad, you ain't even crap you ain't getting crap man i and then i heard what Come on, bro. That record, you could do whatever I want to talk. Cube love that MC shit because Cube's an MC. He's an MC. He's a lyricist. He was my argument. I I, I think about Grand Finale and all the records, like, period, on DOC. I'm like, them niggas were going. The last record on the shit. What you see is what motherfuckers I slaughter. Put them in the water. Blow them out the water. Word to me. The fuck the fuck. Come on. That's pin in the hand grenade. Come on. I was listening to ain't you ain't uh, I was listening to I ain't the one the other day, my nigga. What I ain't the one. It's just so simple and that's gangster shit, cuz but his lyrics though was just mm. pinpoint. Man, pinpoint. It's still gangster shit, but it's still lyricism, man. I was just listening to Who's the Mac. Oh. Niggas get in it, bro. Like oh. nasty, nasty work, man. That's that's what we call it. It's nasty work. His bar game, the the, the stories he was telling was so vivid. Not even his top 10 and all that. They asked him for the top five. He said, I, I can't even really do that. But he named five. <laughs> Raz was one of the top five. Cube. I said, oh, Raz, go ahead, cuz. That was so humbling, man. I, that, that, that was more than getting any award, man, because he made me. I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a process of Ice Cube. I'm a process mm. of, I'm a process of corrupt. I'm a process of, uh, Nas and and, and 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 Scarface and you know whatever like dog like there's particular lyricism that sparks me and 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 so you know for me the cubes and the corruptors you know the crooked eyes the chino excels the Nas's the, you know some people just pinpoint lyricism I mean, Red Man you know whatever I could go yeah. on forever Jizza 
so many nasty, just nasty MCs. And, uh, you know, I learn from them. I study them. I play their music because I know I'm going to learn something. I'm going to take that energy. I mean, Rakim said one thing that I took this from him. A lot of people do similes. I'm like this. I'm like that. And Rakim said, it's the task of a match. I will strike again. He could have said, I'm like a match. I will strike again. Yes. Yeah. I'm like a match. I'll strike. Now nah, this it's some other shit. I'm like, fuck. Nigga, that, that's, that's a rock chemist. So anytime you see me do that, that's because I studied rock, the God. Mm, like, yeah. you know, it's those things, man. And I, you, you know, you, you embody them and give credit where it's due is for, is, is for me. Oh. But back to Q, man, it just, it, 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 it meant more than any award I could get because he is probably the foundational L.A. lyricist. Not even a probably... I would argue that he is the, our first lyricist. At one point, he was easily the biggest rapper on the planet. Like we did these yeah. series where it's like three album runs. We tried to like talk about them in the nineties, and I can't. I know you got Tribe, I know you got Dallas Soul, but something about Cube's run after NWA, even with them, but just that run, it's like nothing else. Like the climate shifted from what we, where we are. Do you know what I mean? Like we, we we're not even in that world, you know. And it's like, damn, just from Bomb Squad then to doing his own thing and DJ Poo and. And do you know what? Another person that we need to talk about more is DJ Quick. I'm not sure how you guys oh, man. Are, We love him. But come on, man. Like we that guy Quick, right there. Man. Quick is a genius. Yeah. yeah. 100%. And another run, yeah, which is unreal. Hey, guys. It was nice hanging out with y'all. Mate, nice. My brother. Thank you for jumping on, my bro. You know what I'm saying? Hey, look. Hip-hop, we got to take care of our health. That's another thing that people need to start talking about. Hip-hop turned 48 not too long ago. It's growing, it's aging, it's getting up there, mm. but we need to take care of our health more. I got a doctor's appointment right now. I'm trying to stay on top of mine. I want my brother corrupt, my brother Raskash. Y'all stay on top of y'all's because yes, we need y'all out here. And you know what I'm saying? It's not a joke, it's real. So salute to y'all brothers, man. One love. Thanks for having me. One love. Hey, Crooked, thanks for, thanks for coming. Thank you, bro. No doubt, my brother. Peace, Peace, man. Absolutely right as well. Especially Biz Marquee, MF Doom, DMX. All these people are leaving us. And yeah, man, like you just think we're so young as a culture. We're still so young. Yeah. Man, you guys are still so young. And it's like, damn, you're still bringing fire. But yeah, thank you for jumping on, guys. At one point, Corrupt just took the presenting role, which I'm loving. And I'm like, <laughs> no, no, I'm here for it. I was going to get the popcorn. I mean, you inspired me to have questions because you already asked Raz one of the questions I've never asked that I've always wondered. And then I'll, you know, my bad. <laughs> no, not at <laughs> all. Awesome. I'm your co-host. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, not at yeah. all, man. No, absolutely. I'm ready to just chip and let you do it, man. Absolutely. But guys, thank you so much. I've got to just leave you with a few things then before we do wrap up. Everyone okay. go out there, check Last Ride, check Horseman, obviously check all the solo stuff as well and go back and check out Corruption. Go back, check on Soul and Ice because... And what's the funky OG? Corrupt man, bring it. What 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 are we saying? Is that your line? This is DJ Funky's from Atlanta. DJ Funky OG. Y'all make say Raz, he got one for you too. <laughs> yes, sir. Pop, you dig what I'm saying? DJ Funky in the building. Yeah, man. What up? Bro, what up? Bro? Bro? What up? What's up? Raz Raz what's That's what's... my boy, man. I met yeah. you a long time ago, bro, at Two Short Studio. Exactly. Exactly. With the coalition DJs, you know. Exactly. Man, exactly. My guy right here. I follow you on the ground too. I'll be, I be, I be liking it and, because you always put up some good shit. Yeah, Raz. You know, we still, you know, you one of the OG legends, man, on the MC. And so, whatever Thank you feel about, I know it's deep, man. So, I'm going to let y'all get back to it, man. That's big, All right, big dog. Salute. Big Craig, what up, man? Big up, big up. Um, so, before we go, 
I have to ask you what I ask everyone before they leave. Could be old, could be new. What is the last great piece of music you heard? Could be old, could be new. Sade, Cherish the Day. Big. I like that. Love that song. Corrupt what you got, man. Mine is Frankie Beverly and Maze. Mm-hmm. We are one. Man. Nah. The soul here is lovely. I love this. It's just great. Mine's Love is a Battlefield, yep. and it's because of you guys, because you sampled <laughs> Love is a Battlefield. And I was like, I've not heard this. I need someone. If you guys do any more sampling like that, do you remember Rocky Four with the Russian guy? And he yeah. gets into his Lamborghini, and he just starts driving for after Creed's and gone. And he starts, he starts, all these reminiscence starts going through his head. I remember that record. Right, that record, no easy way out. I was listening to it today. I was no like, easy way out. Horseman right. on this would be unreal. But again, <laughs> it's it's a dream. But man, love is a battlefield. Thank you, inspirational. I love that, man. Mission Impossible. No, man, this album's you. wicked. Album's wicked. Thank but yes, you. Thank, thank you, guys. Keep smashing it, and um, yeah, we'll catch catch you soon, man. Doors are always open. Yes, sir. Peace. Thanks for having us, man. Thanks for having. Us. Peace. Oh, yeah. Man, I thank you. I want to say one more thing. Go, go, I want to say one more thing. Mm. Crate 808. Boom. <laughs>